He's never fought us. Not us united. Welcome to Two Capes Live, the official podcast of Comics League. I'm I'm your host Jared, and I'm here with with Still Up Duel. Well, welcome to the show, brother. Oh, great! It's great to finally uh, connect with you, man. On, Heck, on, yeah. on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we've been trying to set this up for a while. So uh, normally, whenever I have a new a new guest, I normally just uh, ask them like the, the, the general questions. So, what got got you into into DC comics, YouTube, the whole the whole shebang? Yeah, well, DC, man, uh, it's uh, Tim Burton, Batman, uh, you know, Batman 89, uh, you know, that was kind of my first exposure to just Batman and that world. And so that got me into comic books. And uh, around that time, I always say my my uh, trinity of comics was Batman, Spider-Man, which is the Todd McFarlane run back in the day. Oh, there you and go. Uh, Jim, Jim Lee X-Men. Uh, oh. Those are the three runs, you know. They got me into it, and so DC stood out more to me, though. Even though I was, I liked X Men, the X Men animated, Spider Man animated, uh, but DC just stuck with me, right? And um, so that's kind of been my what I lean more towards, and it's kind of reflected in my audience now too. Where uh, I could try to talk about Marvel stuff, but no one watches those videos. But when I do DC, exactly, uh, people know when your heart's in it. You know, people know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah for me it was mainly it was actually the snyder cut that really started all this and got me really into all this because i was i was a comic book fan but i was more like a fair weather comic book fan where i was like i had a couple and then that thing got announced so i was like okay i gotta get back into this stuff now yeah that's when i started my channel though, to answer that part of your question when i started my channel because like i said dc you know i'm getting dc comics you know the death of superman uh, when Batman got his back broke, Nightfall, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so when the Snyder Cut was announced, and then you had a uh, DC Fandom 2020. Mm -hmm. That's when I started my channel, August of 2020, and um, it was about just celebrating that the cut is finally coming out. Uh, so that's literally how my channel started uh, with the uh, because of the Snyder Cut. There, there you go. And boy, there was a moment when I was sitting down to watch it where I was like, "Please don't suck." That would be so heartbreaking after three years of a campaign for this thing, and it's terrible. Luckily, it was probably the best, one of the best DC movies of all time. It was the best DC film since Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, it was. Really yeah, yeah. was. Don't tell Zaslav that, otherwise he'll, he'll dispute oh, that. But, but, yeah, so it was really that, and then it's like the channel, like, Got momentum all of a sudden, but uh, mm -hmm. so uh, now of the so I, so I actually found your stuff because naturally after the Snyder Cut came out, we were all like, okay, so can we get more? And then Sarnoff <laughs> showed up and was like, no. We we're like, what? It crashed your servers. What are you talking about? We're not getting more. Mm. Mm, that was so crazy that was such a crazy weekend because like it's literally it was like within 72 hours we got the scenario cut it debuted on hbo max um and actually i was able to watch it early shout out to uh tyler subjective reviews 
that's the homie. He did content for years before the snark cut was even when we was campaigning. Um, he got an early copy of it and he allowed me to view it with him. You so lucky. Much love to him. <laughs> and, uh, and then when it finally was officially released, though, we had the Kevin Smith red carpet event. It was just such a wonderful night. That Sunday, the article dropped or Cernoff on a Sunday. Cernoff saying, so it drops on a, like on a Friday. The article comes out on a Sunday saying Snyderverse over. Right? I was like, oh my goodness, man. So uh, I, when you do content, I'm sure you realize this, you kind of evolve with what's going on. And uh, mm-hmm. we went from celebrating the Snyder Cut. I was, I was going to start doing different shows. Like we was going to, I may still do this idea. So someone may steal this, but um, I was after the Snyder Cut came out, I was like, I'm going to obviously do a review. Then I'm going to do like a character profile for each of the Justice League members. Not a bad the whole idea, screen, you know what I mean? Above Cyborg. We're going to try to get mm-hmm. Ray Fisher on there. And so I was thinking of all kinds of different things to do. The Cernoff hits us with that. And so it evolved to like, you know, F Warner Brothers. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I have a perfect clip that basically summarizes that. Yeah, second Warner Brothers. That was awesome when that came out. I was like, oh, God, this is great. I just love how everyone's been making fun of Warner Brothers because at that moment I was like, maybe they don't know what they're doing because you can't tell me that that movie, a four hour movie, it became like, it's one of those movies where when it comes out, it becomes a cultural like requirement to, to be mm-hmm. like relevant in order to watch it. Like you had people not associated with the Snyder, with DC or anything saying restore the Snyderverse. So I was like, yeah, you yeah. united the DC fan base. And then you divided them again. It was a lot of blue check marks, as we say, was even saying like, oh, I never watched any of these films, but there's a long film. I think about Leslie Jones, that uh, uh, that that uh, comedian. <laughs> that was she great. Was live, she was live chatting like, this is a long ass movie, but uh, this is great. You know what I mean? And so we had a lot of people, general audience, obviously us hardcore. And that was a perfect film to just, you know, spin off of, you know, but uh, they said no. <laughs> well, yeah, and and obviously those people got fired for good reason. But see, the thing is, and obviously I'm wearing the cell shirt. The thing is yeah. that so recent events, have you noticed this? More and more people are like, you know what? Maybe this could actually happen because uh, HBO was all of a sudden licensing any show to Netflix. <laughs> and I'm like, crazy. And I'm like, wait, what? So actually, we were doing a discussion of. Who would buy Warner Brothers if like Discovery sold them? So my so my buddy as a joke says, Netflix. That way Netflix would have literally bought the Snyderverse. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, shout out to Skywalker the Jedi. Uh, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came up with the hashtag sales ZSJO to Netflix. And now, like you said, with Netflix literally buying HBO content, they literally can buy ZSJO which I think is amazing. And if that does happen, man, that just opens up so many possibilities. Yeah, because part of that licensing deal would be, hey, we have the option to continue this if we want. And then they could just say, this is Elseworlds. Anything on Netflix is not associated mm-hmm. with James Gunn's DCU. That's it. And yeah. I've heard, I've had people say, well, they don't want to compete with whatever James Gunn's doing. Then why is he allowing the Batman and the, and the Joker movies to continue? Because if it was Because he's doing a Batman thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah, do, exactly. Do you think they would do it? It'd be more. Uh, it, would, it would definitely be more popular. Let's face it. But <laughs> you know, what I noticed when the Snyder Cut came out, there were so many people posting on Twitter. I was wrong about Zack Snyder. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was his most, uh, people may take this some kind of way, but it was Zach's most commercial film I think he's ever done, making it more accessible mm-hmm. for a general audience. Because like I said, a lot of people got lost with BBS, mm-hmm. with uh, the Watchmen film, you know, when Zach was really going deep with stuff. But when he really tried to kind of, you know, quote unquote, dumb it down a little bit for the general <laughs> audience. It's, you know, a lot of people's like, oh, I get Zack Snyder now, <laughs> you know? So. Well, yeah, because you also see the arc. So if there were parts of like BBS or Man of Steel that you didn't like, you then see where it was building mm-hmm. toward. And you're like, oh, yes, this makes sense yeah. now. Thank you. Gunn probably won't do his, his Just League for a long time anyway. That's true, too. I'm like, as far as we know, there's no ju- Justice League in Chapter One, which is supposed to be for the next like ten years. But to <laughs> yeah, be clear, that's gonna be very fluid. That's, that's gonna, gonna be, fluid, be very yeah. fluid. I'm still convinced that about 99% of those projects probably won't happen. <laughs> like, I'm still doubting that's if good. Superman happens at this point because. Oh man, I, I, I gotta it's all say, about Superman. yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta say, w- with the precedent that DC has set, literally nothing is safe. They canceled Batgirl when it was almost done. Nothing is safe. Oh, I tell you, man. I mean, yeah, it's all on. It's all on Superman Legacy. Uh, And I I was just told this a couple of days ago, actually. They said, basically, um, you know, this is going to sink or swim off of Superman Legacy. Now, side note, and me and Jared, again, we we talk like in chats and stuff. We're DC fans, so I want to see something good. Mm -hmm. If it's not good, I'm going to roast it, right? Oh, of course. uh, (laughs) But um, That's part of the fun. All the chips are on Superman Legacy because if that bombs... And then you got the whole long picture of uh, Warner's being bought again, all this stuff. That whole slate's not going to happen the way that Gunn is trying to say. So it literally is sink or swim Superman legacy. Right there. But it's also, yeah. he, here's, here's the other mistake James Gunn made. He goes, he goes, Blue Beetle is the first superhero in my new universe. So I'm like, okay, here's what you just did by saying that. If this fails, mm-hmm. you're going into your universe with a black eye already before it even starts. Yeah, exactly. Very weird, you know, the fact that Gunn hasn't adopted anything up to this point. Like, he left poor Shazam out there just to be, you know, destroyed. Uh, the Flash, I, that's a whole other story with The Flash right Which now. I enjoyed that the, 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 that film, by the way. I didn't think it was that bad. There's some parts where Very I was like, the, the, the only part that I think they could they should have gotten rid of is the George Reeves cameo. Because mm-hmm. Yeah, look, a lot of people had issues with that. You when know. you realize why that dude offed himself, yeah, I wouldn't mm. put, I wouldn't do that. Wouldn't have put him on there, right? It's crazy. And so, I mean, there were some choices in there, but overall, I think The Flash is a good film. I'm going to get that on physical media. I enjoyed the film. Yeah. Um, but everything surrounding it, this whole, I always call it DC brand confusion, DC disinterest. James Gunn didn't do that film any favors. I think he sabotaged mm-hmm. it, really, taking Cavill out of the end. That's a whole other story, yes. right? But... Uh, <laughs> As far as adopting Blue Beetle, like you said, I mean, if it does terrible, which I don't think it's going to do that great. No. DCU's off to a bad start right there. By the way, how does it feel? Because when I was watching that that Flash, it was after watching all your predictions on what would happen with the Flash. It's like, to a T. Like, when when (laughs) Affleck goes, okay, so you went back in time, like in Pizarnoff. And I was like, damn, still was right. <laughs> I tell you, man, I I've been covering the Flash film for like two years now, mm-hmm. right? So I had the whole story. I was joking with my viewers. I'm like, y'all already know the whole movie. Like we've talked about this for two years, and then every change that happened when they 
did the additional stuff with Cavill at the end. I was like, oh, yeah, something changed. They're going to do Cavill. And, oh, it changed. They took him out. They put in uh, George Clooney. (laughs) For some reason. All that stuff was confirmed. So it it was funny watching that unfold. And then when you get to the Clooney part, I was like, bro, I could just retire right now from like scooping like that. that yeah, that was right on the nose. <laughs> well, like, yeah, that was like the most accurate you have ever. Been. I, I, I've been, I've been uh, watching you religiously since like Black Adam, and this was like, you like every single thing was right, and I was like, wait a second here, <laughs> it's a real leak, right? I mean, yeah. that that's the funny thing because uh, I'm I'm a little unique because most people that leak stuff, the level that I have, they're anonymous. Mm-hmm. right and they probably have connections they're probably like in california or something i'm just some guy from kentucky so that's the perfect cover ever mm-hmm. <laughs> so when things are leaked to me you can't you literally can't trace it <laughs> you know what yeah. so uh that's what made it kind of different and daring um but uh it's it's fun actually see this stuff unfold like i said with black adam mm-hmm. uh i i really freaked out when i went to the opening day when black adam and cavill came out I was like, oh we my all did. God. <laughs> we all, remember how excited we were? Remember how excited we were? It seems every time the DC families gets excited, Warner Brothers just finds some way to snap that that out. Jeez. Yeah. James Gunn. That was can't... rough. Yeah, that that yeah. it was also shortly after that, too. Why mm. can't Warner's l- let us c- celebrate once? So uh Brown Destroyer says James Gunn fans are Marvel fans, not DC fans. They're creating division. To a degree, I think that's right because there were so many people that were like, okay, I saw Guardians 3 and I, I now have confidence in James Gunn as Superman. And I'm like, different characters mm-hmm. and different... Can't go off of a Marvel director and say he'll do well at DC. That's how he got Joss Whedon's Justice League. <laughs> exactly. Now, it, I mean, is James Gunn, is he a capable filmmaker? Like, take away what I feel personally about the Suicide Squad, not a fan. Peacemaker was not a fan. Yep. Um. Yeah. Can he make films like, you know, he's done great for Marvel, but like you said, can that translate, you know, to something as big as Superman and people got to keep in mind too. A lot of people are looking over James Gunn's shoulder, though Mm -hmm. he is co-head of DC studios. Yeah. They are not going to allow Superman legacy to fail just off of Gunn's ideas. If it fails, it's going to be everybody's fault. <laughs> and, and WBD right now, so. and Major League Gun because he's he's directing yeah. and writing it. Oh, so they're gonna put it on Gun, yeah, yeah. yeah they're gonna put I'm it on Gun. Scenes, it's gonna be a lot of fault, but yeah, Public Eye Gun's gonna be the fall guy if yeah. that film fails. And, and by the way, Kacha. So in the scene when Barry first tells Bruce he went back in time, Bruce says, "Oh, he went back in time, like in uh, Pizarnov, Russian I'm, town." Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, he's basically referencing the awesome part in Zack Snyder's Justice League where the Flash goes back in time and saves everyone. And it's like with that movie, they reference three things that there's no way Joss Whedon's Justice League could be canon to this because all these are very obviously Zack Snyder stuff. Yeah, that was such the cra- that was the craziest argument. I mean, it's social media, so of course it's going to be crazy well, yeah. arguments, right? But um, for people who haven't seen the film, those people got to realize sometimes you're arguing with, with, with ghosts and, mm-hmm. and bots sometimes too, but yeah. some of these people, they even see the Flash film. It's like, oh, Justice is canon. I'm like, bro, like there's literally dialogue in the film talking about the Snyder Cut. I'm sorry. Now, you don't have to like the movie. I'm not saying that's what makes mm-hmm. the movie good or not. But let's be accurate here, right? It's canon to the to the Snyder Cut. Yeah, but Joss Whedon invented the lasso of truth. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, it, it, after the the Whedon cut, it got. I, I think 
that it got to the point where if there's any type of humor in a DC film, people were like, oh no, it's Justice League. Which I get what people were go I get when people say that, but I think people are forgetting it's hyper dependent on the character. Like Shazam, make that a comedy because it's Shazam. This version of the Flash, yeah, a hundred percent. That's just that's mm, yeah. the way I see it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, overall, I mean, the, the whole canon argument, it's, it's, I understand, but then on the other side, it's like people just wanted to attack the Flash film for various reasons, too. So, how about that, that DC documentary that released the trailer that not only did they, did they label the movie clips wrong, but they used footage from the, from the, the Whedon cut of Justice League? <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, well, that doesn't work. I'm convinced, like, there's a lot of people within Warner still that's just out of touch. Just like self-awareness is not a strong suit for Warner Brothers. <laughs> like just well, here's the thing. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing because the right yeah. hand is telling us about how awesome the Snyder Cut is. Where And the left hand is where this is happening. It's insane, man. It's insane. It's like they really can't get out of their own way. Uh, and you, you would think the merger was going to change that. It, it, it's just a whole nother set of problems now. <laughs> yeah. The rumor that, is that Superman Legacy is basically going to be Superman versus the Elite, but with the authority instead of the Elite. Oh, well, yeah. Kind of, but I mean... That'd be cool. That'd, that'd be cool. I would love that. I love that that comic slash movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I thought they were they would bring Brainiac. I thought he said they were going to do Brainiac. Um, well, if Cavill's film would have been Brainiac. Yes. Um, as far as Gun, I'm not expecting Brainiac, no. In his first film, no. Yeah, I had this idea where if they did Man of Steel 2, th they could bring in Sasha Kaye, have her be super aggressive and almost killing someone. Then you could have a moment of bonding between her and Cal when she goes, you've never had to take a life. And he goes, well, yeah, I have. Mm, that would have been a cool scene right there. And it's like, um, the I wouldn't say original plan. That possibly could have happened in Man of Steel 2. Uh, the scene that I leaked was with Cavill filmed at the end of The Flash where he meets mm -hmm. Sasha Kaye, right? And that was literally setting up Man of Steel 2. Uh, maybe he would train her or something, right? So, um, But here's the thing about until that. Until it wasn't, until it wasn't. You could have <laughs> just put that in there because, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. S Superman is saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach my cousin how to be a superhero. Yeah, that could set up a sequel, but that could be just establishing in this universe, Cavill has a, has a cousin and he wants to work mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was an easy layup right there. And, and you know, that we know they're rebooting, right? So it's like, they could have just well, left it in there for us to rebooting. say goodbye. Rebooting, right, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know at this point because they say rebooting, but we're going to keep all the actors that that, that gun wants. And then, did yeah. I say it was, uh, and, and then gun will go, I never said it was a reboot. Yeah, you did. But he's like, I yeah. changed my mind. We're going to do like a partial reboot. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced at this point, by the time I'm convinced by this point <clears throat> that my my conspiracy theory this could end up being wrong but if but if I'm right mark this in this stream that there that they could change like legacy to be like a retcon of the of the story of Henry Cavill Superman and then the next movie is Henry Cavill Superman in other words, if they decide to like modify the plan and bring Cavill back, that's the way mm. that they can explain it without having to reboot again. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with uh, because I was hearing this since 
you know, uh, since before Cavill made his announcement that he was done, I heard that it was, you know, recasting everyone except the Suicide Squad. <laughs> and that's pretty much what's happening. <laughs> the gun's going to be. Pretty much what I'm expecting Margot Robbie. I mean, I'm not 100%, but I'm expecting her to come back as Harley. I'm fine with that. Um, and, I'm fine with that. You know, and, you know, Peacemaker and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Michael DeLuca was the only intelligent WB executive in Pam Abdi because didn't they mm-hmm. want to give one more, like, Justice League film with the original cast to, like, end it out? Yeah, it was going to be one last ride. That's why they brought in Cavill. They paid Cavill to come in and put that scene at the end of The Flash to set up Man of Steel 2. Gal Gadot was there as well, too, setting up Wonder Woman 3. And then it was going to be one more team-up film. I think Batfleck was going to be in Wonder Woman 3 in this scenario. It wasn't going to be a Batfleck movie, I don't think. No. Uh, but he was going to show up in Wonder Woman 3 and then like some other team-up film. And it was going to be the last ride of the Snyderverse. And they were going to reboot the whole time. It's just we was going to get some kind of ending of the story. Now, people would have thought about that too, Jared. Like, Because well, yeah. it wasn't going to be the full Zack story. They were just going to kind of close out the arcs uh, of those actors. I still think that I think at some point I'm convinced that at some point it, they will close out the actual story of the Snyderverse. No, we'll get JL at the very least JL two and three, mm-hmm. or yeah. like condensed into one film. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If I'm going to like bet on something, um, I mean, I'm I'm definitely hoping for the cell. You know, the cell movement. Me and you follow that. Heck yeah. Uh, pretty closely. And uh, I think that's the only chance. I mean, it's not going to happen under gun you know, on Warners. You know, we, we understand this, right? Um, so if a third party was going to do it, preferably Netflix, I think it's going to be one more project. And maybe that can close out the story. And it'll probably be probably a little smaller scale to this. Probably won't be the world versus dark side today to what Zach was trying to do. But it'll probably be dark side just versus the seven, you know, so. Which I'd be fine I, with. I'll that. take that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be take fine that. with that. Particularly <laughs> if they do, I, I I swear if they do that, I want Junkie to do like some version of the Justice League Un- Unlimited theme in the background, please. Oh, that'd be dope. Because that would be great. And then uh, Dave the Impaler says, I would like th- I would like that, referring to Superman, but I, I don't see them bringing in a new actor for just one movie. Maybe Cavill Superman would exist alongside him, like the post crisis and New 52. Mm. They could do that, but. Mm. Well, then again, remember, this is Warner Brothers we're talking about. They've been doing some really weird stuff that no one predicted for years now. And then uh, Brown Destroyer says, Jared, are you talking about David Cornsweet aging out um, as Henry Cavill? Yeah, what I'm saying, because the dude looks exactly like Henry Cavill. (laughs) I'm a little suspicious of that. I'm like, a lot of the actors that they were considering look like a young Henry Cavill. Yeah, Cornsweet. I call him Junior, man, right? because it's literally Cavill Junior. It's literally, it literally, is we that. know what Gunn's doing. And yeah, I think the guy's gonna do a good job. I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of backlash from Snyder fans, and I get it. Um, but again, I keep an open mind with all things DC. I, I give well, everything, yeah. a, unless it's like Justice League level of betrayal. You know, I can't give that. Like birds of prey. <laughs> you know or... So, so Cornsweet. Hey, I hope he does a great job. Rachel Brosnahan. She looks like, you know, young uh, Margot Kidder to me, you know. So I, I just, I'm not mad at these new cast members, but I want Zach's story to finish in some kind of capacity. Well, yeah, and I always tell people, Zach's story stands the best chance of being completed if the DC as a brand is healthy. Because if DC yeah. Studios makes money, uh, or like if the DC brand is healthy, that encourages not show interest in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely, that, that's definitely. Just the, I mean... That, that's the way it's it works. Brand. 
I get people are upset because the Cavill because of what happened with Henry Cavill. Trust me, I am too. But sometimes you gotta you gotta roll with the punches. Definitely, the Snipers will be concluded in some form. I'm hoping live action, but could be animated or comic too. They could just what I always said they could do: do like animated, or if they do a graphic novel, have the tie-ins be the other movies that were supposed to happen, like the Affleck movie, the Man of Steel two. Yeah, so I've been hearing for a little while that uh, some version of a Snyderverse story is going to be comic form. Like, I literally heard this not too long ago. Um, not saying that's going to be like the JL story. I just heard that Zack Snyder and DC, Jim Lee's supposed to be involved in some capacity. Um, I, I know it's not announced yet, so I guess that's a little scoop for people. But um, I'm expecting like a Snyderverse comic, and I, I, I will snatch it up real quick. Uh, if I get the Jim thing, Lee everyone did. Does it? Come on now. Did you see what happened when Zach just had Final Crisis in the background of a picture? That the expensive Absolute Edition, which are about a hundred dollars each, sold out. Bro, like uh, I should have wore my shirt. He did the uh, full circle shirts. Jim Lee did the art on those, right? And uh, I have one those, on, on my chair. Right yeah, there, that's like that's like a dope. That's a dope picture that he put on there. So yeah, anything Jim Lee anyway. I'm gonna buy it. You get him well, with a yeah. Snyderverse. It's Jim Lee. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's In fact, do it. <laughs> over there, I have a a a, a, a Batman Catwoman poster signed by him. Uh, hey, that's dope, man. Jim Lee does the best Batman. Like, oh yes, yeah. it's it, the best Batman, and and really the best like Justice League because it, it, he he was the artist for like a long time on, on the old mm -hmm. Jeff Johns run. I know I said the, the name that must not be said. <laughs> that was the best part of Full Circle when someone asked about Doomsday Clock, and Zach's like, "Yeah, probably oh, not." That man. was the greatest thing ever. It, it was so funny because I was literally sitting, me, Skywalker, and uh, Leon of the New Geeks. We was all sitting behind the it kid when deal. he was asking the question. And when he was talking about dudes that clock, I, I was like, no, I was like, no, don't ask that. I was like, no, no. And he asked, and then Zach, Zach was like, oh, is that Jeff Jones? And everyone was like, yeah, he's like, uh, probably not. Yeah. And then the other guy just walked off the stage. Everyone lost it. Everyone lost <laughs> it, like inside that uh, that theater, man. That that was like a highlight moment right there. That was great. The other highlight is, how, is because I was w watching the live stream, how people reacted to Ben Affleck showing up. Oh, my. As soon as Bro. Ray Porter said the finest Batman, I was like, wait, what? Bro, y'all have no idea. Like, the hype, like, we was at the IMAX, right? So first yeah. we're seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League in IMAX. Like, that's just lucky. epic enough. Ooh, lucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? That just was epic. Especially the uh, the end where Flash turning back time. Like, just to see that in IMAX, yeah. everyone should experience that. Like, mm -hmm. I really... But after that, you, you offer that high, you know, and then you got Chris Terrio coming up there talking about the film and the Snyderverse. And then he brings up Ben Affleck. Man, I lost it. Probably lost my voice when Ben mm -hmm. Affleck came out, bro. Like, that was just so cool for him to do that for Zach. And, uh, bro, man, that yeah, that was another highlight for sure. And, and, and also, the other thing, if you paid attention to a lot of what Zach said, you notice how, like, when someone asks about Robin, he goes, well, I'm not going to – I'm going to give you a general answer because I think that could be cool to see in the future – and even like, like the moderator goes, it could be something we get to see in the near future. So we're watching this uh, on panel and I'm like, wait, wait, if it's not, if it's not happening, what's up, Nick? If it's not happening, why, why not just right. tell us what's happening with Rob? If something isn't happening, why not just tell us what's going on with Robin? 
Mm, exactly, because Zach, he's done that before, right? The discarded Justice League uh, story where, uh, you know, the Bruce and Lois relationship, mm-hmm. Zach gave it. He's like, yeah, hey, this is what I was going to The scary idea, right? Him and mm-hmm. Chris Terrier was talking about that. Uh, they gave us details of that. Yeah. When you get to the Robin, Zach always stops short. And yeah. all you could do is think. Now, uh, Leon, he was there with me. And if people, uh, I did a stream, but he played his video. He was talking yeah. to Zach. He's like, you think something's going to happen with Robin? You know, that story? Because you didn't tell us, Zach. And, you know, I, uh, trademark Zach's like, hey, we'll see. Maybe. You know, that's all you're oh, saying. Yeah. So. Let me ask you this. Would you, because I know a lot of, first of all, I love how people freak, how like real DC fans freaked out at abandoned ideas. I have to say abandoned, but what do you think of the whole idea of the gods being Kryptonians? Cause I kind of dig that. I thought that was dope. I mean, people, people can't, can't allow people to be artistic and creative no more. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Zach was, Zach and Terry was trying to bring this, and to one contained Snyderverse world, just his story. Based so on for Superman. all this to make sense, exactly. Make it all start with Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. That literally would make sense, like in his world, right? Now, yeah. if you want the, the 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 cookie cutter version, go read those old comic books, right? Go watch those other movies. But in the Snyderverse, that would have been wonderful. And then ideas are just ideas on paper. It's about the execution. That's what people gotta oh. realize too. You know, if you would have executed it wonderfully, you know, I mean, hey, maybe, this is just imagine if you didn't before you saw Man of Steel, yeah, uh, uh Kal-El fights Zod and then he breaks his neck at the end. Oh, that's that was the idea, but then when you actually see the movie, yeah, oh, you see why he snaps his neck, right? So I, I argue with so m- I was on a debate and I, I, I was on a panel, I was the only Snyderverse person of Snyderverse fan, and <laughs> You should have seen me. I was like Superman against Steppenwolf de- defending it. Because they were like, because someone called Superman a murderer. And I'm like, if, if we're talking about Superman murdering people, how about Christopher Reeves and Superman 2 who depowered Zod then punched him into a wall? At least they this like, guy begged died, Zod right? to stop. I'm like, wait a second here. I'm just saying, like, when Zod slides down, like, he didn't live, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Not, not even that. Not even that. He punched. He punched him so, so hard. As it, Zod is now human, he flies across the room and smacks into an ice wall. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. I think he's dead, right? Uh... Sure. That's why I tell people every movie version of these characters has killed because the general. Because here's what people don't understand. Yes, it's nice to have comic book fans w- watching these movies because mm-hmm. y- y- we know all this stuff. But the the studio is going for the general audience, and the general audience is not gonna it's not gonna buy w- 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 to take Batman. That we have this dude mm-hmm. that punches up criminals and has never killed anyone. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, uh, Batman '89. He was like a mass murderer, right? Like, <laughs> no, so- yeah. I had to argue with someone because someone goes, "No, '89 Batman never killed," and I'm like, "Did we see the same movie?" He dropped Just a grenade in some pants and smiled. Well, well, that was Batman Returns. And that was in 92. And, and then at oh, the yeah. end of Batman 89, going up the clock tower, he's murdering everyone. Then he kills the Joker at the end. So it's like, what are, you, what are we talking about? <laughs> I love Batman doesn't use guns. How about every Batman that had cannons on the Batmobile? That still counts. Was no one's any- kneeling. No one's kneeling before Zod anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, King settled fire. That was Batman Returns as well, too. He did. Even, the, he turned the Batmanville around and 
thrust the even Matt Reeves because if you notice there was that scene in the final battle Batman grapples with someone with a rifle turns it around and then the the, the dude reflexly fires and I'm like based on Batman's own rules yeah he killed he killed him <laughs> Let's not forget <laughs> the bail. I won't kill you, but I don't have to save, save you. you. Right. Which what? is as close that, but Nolan, he did toe that line as, as close as possible. Tim Burton just didn't care. There, mm -hmm. There's interviews out with Tim Burton was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't like that rule. No kill. <laughs> he's like, he's going to murder well, everybody. Even that remember dark Knight when we, uh, the uh, Batman drives the Batmobile into a truck and the truck, like, jumps up and pancakes into like the, the the top of the of the medium so i'm like that guy's killed i mean yeah. that guy's dead and i'm like if, if you tell me no guns i don't kill what was that <laughs> you can't like pancake people like that's that's death too <laughs> yeah i'm just like oh, I, I i i had people arguing with like are you okay with batman being a murderer in the snyderverse okay it's part of his arc if you've actually watched the movie no one defends Batman killing people. Well, Alfred's calling him out the whole time yeah. about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's part of the story. And then you get to the, the Justice League moment where he's like, faith, you know? So it's like, yeah. it was like literally a whole arc. And then he's going to sacrifice himself, you know? And I'm like, the perfect way to do it. I, I, I was debating someone, and then they go, uh, oh, yeah. So uh, I, we were talking about Lex Luthor's plan. And I go, well, it's actually, uh, I went through the plan, and they go, it should have been the movie. And I'm like, it was. Okay, I got to ask this. What version of BVS did, did you watch? And she said, I watched the theatrical version. I'm like, well, that explains it. <laughs> it's amazing how much that half hour is needed in that movie. Isn't that funny? Oh, man. It's crazy. And see, this is the thing the theatrical version, I did go see it four times in the theater because. I, I still think it was a good movie, but it's ultimate edition. Yes, you 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 definitely need the ultimate edition, and you should never go back to the theatrical after that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jared, have you read the uh, um the, the comics of Superman where where Rao fathered all Earthbound gods in post crisis? Oh, that's interesting. Well, again, people say Zach does not read the comics, and I'm like, then why do I see so many comics? My favorite is when people say you're just a Snyder fan, you don't read the comics, and I'm like. Um, I swear, hello. Man. <laughs> I swear, man. Well, you, I mean, and you caught all the references that Zach put in the films, you know, mm -hmm. especially BVS. That's, that's walking through all kinds of references in that. Yeah. They use lines from Dark Knight Returns like word yeah. for word Literally. in there. It's a point oh. when, because I saw BVS before reading the book. So all of a sudden I'm reading the book and then all of a sudden I, I cut into Ben Affleck's Batman voice saying, we're criminals, Alfred. We've always been criminals. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Gosh, yeah, all straight from the comics. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it got so meta with Zack Snyder. He literally did the shot of the Dark Knight Returns cover, like in BBS. Like once I saw that, I was like, okay, this is a comic book fan right here. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was no reason for that lightning strike to come at that moment. And Ben's pointing down like that. I'm like, okay. The the I, dude I recreates got. comic panels in the movie. Yeah. That yeah. you yeah. can't tell me the dude does not read superhero comics at all. That was so cool. That was, that was so cool to see. The, the, particularly in Justice League, like my favorite like moment in Justice League is like that entire last hour where it's just that one battle where you have like mm -hmm. the Justice League slow, slow motioning Aquaman. Oh, I was so glad in this version Aquaman also went my man because I'm like that was like the one part of Whedon cut that I actually liked. <laughs> right, right, right. And then yeah, wait, no. then the Superman no. scene happens because when Steppenwolf is approaching Cyborg, I thought okay. Cyborg's gonna get hurt. 
Then the axe hits the shoulder, and you even hear a metallic clang because he's the man of steel. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, it's like they literally saw this and said, no, let's take this out of the Justice League film. Like, are you serious? The best part was the Flash scene winning an Oscar and Toby Emmerich being in the audience for that. And I'm like, hey, dude, middle finger, dude, middle finger. Like, literally, this scene won an Oscar, and you decided to take that out of the 2017 cut. Amazing. Yeah, and then uh, Tevi says, we saw Flash to save save the day. Yeah, that was awesome. And then the Mm -hmm. fact they pulled, he pulled KG Beast shows he has read the comics. Because no one that, exactly, Nick, no one who has not read the comics would know, uh, wait, let me go this A person who has not read the comics would have no idea who the hell KG Beast is. Oh, yeah, like, that's a deep cut, yeah, for for general audience. That is, yeah, exactly. Cut. And then, Jared, Google IDCAP, Rao Kryptonian, cosmic being uh, created all the earthbound gods, which means Greek gods. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I got into an argument with someone, and so someone said it ruins Wonder Woman's lore. I'm like, well, how? All it does is give an origin for the gods. If we're gonna keep it real, Wonder Woman has a messed up lore. If you in 2017, uh, Wonder Woman kind of addressed that world. She's made from clay. No, not really. You're born from a god. You know, <laughs> you're fathered by God. That's what happened because in the new 52 Wonder Woman by Azarello, they did that exact thing. We're like, oh, mm-hmm. that that was the story she was told. And right. again, and when people say all these movies were super dark, I'm like, have you read the comics that were coming out at this time period? Oh, and then I mean, New Fifty Two. I think I think is that what had the Dark Side Wars? Yeah, that was pretty dark. That was, uh, that was pretty dark. <laughs> that was my favorite era because it finally put Superman and, and Wonder Woman together. Mm. Which I always felt that those two work. But my favorite part of Full Circle is when Zack Snyder was talking about Wonder Bat, and he goes, "Yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, I like it, but when you really do the math on it, it doesn't work." Yeah. Because my, my other co-hosts, they know that I can't stand Wonder Bat, so they'll br- bring it up just to screw that's with me. Funny. So that's I was funny. like, eat it! That's why I, I made a video of that, that. That's just my intro, that scene, act, the, the, the outro, I'm done. That's all I got to do. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a, a shipping moment for people Wonder Bat. I think the animated had that a little bit too as well, but and, and some comics too. I mean, so it's references to Wonder Bat, but... I think I, I kind of push back on Superman and Wonder Woman. I I think you got to keep it Superman and Lois uh, in, in in the long run. I think. Yeah, but and the, I got a lot of heat for this video. I did a video talking about how uh, I talked myself arguing that Lois Lane is is at this point not essential to Superman anymore because she's basically just uh, the way I see it, or at least the way DC writes her is that she's just a damsel in distress at this point. Because if you know and. Mm. It spawned because I was reading, I think it was the War World Saga, where like Lois Lane is like injured, uh, is, is like in danger. And I'm like, so he's going to save her. As soon as that <laughs> happens, I'm sorry, I'm writing a comic. I can tell you that you don't want to have a moment when, when your audience says so. The, I think the more, the thing with Lois is, is almost a Christopher Reeve version made Lois essential forever. So mm-hmm. it's almost like that's canon. You, you got to have Lois. That's just a part of Superman's story, well, like forever. To be clear, I'm, I'm not saying cut the character out completely because she <laughs> plays a role. I'm saying the marriage to her doesn't work. But uh, what, that's, that's, that's debatable. Yeah. That's yeah, debatable. but uh, okay, well, uh, agree to disagree. But I love how, <laughs> right, how, how many right. people thought that Zach was going in the Wonder Bat direction when you look at he was going to bring in Catwoman, 
and uh mm-hmm. n- n- nothing indicated that that was just zach re- re- referencing that bruce flirts with everyone which is again mm-hmm. his character yeah i mean that's bruce i mean you know i think he nailed it perfectly in bvs you know yes with him you know walking up on diana like yo you know uh what, what was he saying like uh, something like uh, you basically a bet a hundred men with do you know, so, oh, so, I, so. I know this. And, it's and, and he's like, I'm the first, you know, <laughs> not the hundred. I'm the I'm first the to first. see through through this look. The <laughs> moment when when that uh, sold me on Gal playing Wonder Woman was when he goes, I've known a few women like you. She looks to him, just smiles, and goes, I don't think you've ever known a woman like me. And then that oh, moment where, where she's fighting Doomsday, she's knocked back, and she just smiles. Oh, I'm like. Man. You go yeah, yeah. there. You go. Oh, yeah, Gal stole all of our hearts uh, in a BVS right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 was it. And, and it's because again, I was a little hesitant on her as Wonder Woman because I was like, well, she's the a minor character from Fast and the Furious, and she's playing arguably the most the, the third most iconic superhero of all time. And then again, the, 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 that movie, I'm like, well, and plus, here's the thing: Zach's known for casting relatively unknowns that are perfect for the mm-hmm. role. I mean, the only person of his cast that was really known was Affleck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I think he nailed it with Ray Fisher. I mean, goodness, oh, yeah. I mean, this guy is going to, you know, just be a wonderful performer going forward. And, man, I mean, we was robbed of that Cyborg film. That, that's one thing. I know there's a lot of stuff we wish we had with the Snyderverse. I want to see the ending of the story. But, man, I would love to see that Cyborg project. That would have been wonderful. It was the Kingdom of Nerds. Or the original Flash movie that was supposed to be a, a buddy cop movie between Flash and Cyborg. That would have been dope. For sure, for sure. But the, the, see, that's my problem with Warner Brothers is that they. So I get that at first they thought that like the Snyderverse was not as popular as they thought it was. But the Snyder Cut comes out. They're shown that that they have an objective measurement that people want this, and then they just wipe the hand away. Because can you imagine the positive DC will they could have built back up if they said, okay, we're going to release all, we're going to bring Zach back, we're going to redo everything, we're going to release the air cut, which I still think at the very least the air cut's going to happen in the light of the Schumacher cut thing going down. Mm. But the, the thing is, can you imagine how um, the, the positive DC like will that would have been built up had they said, yeah, we're going to c- c- continue this, we see what you want. Oh man, I mean, I think it would have been easy, like business wise. I mean, when the Snyder mm-hmm. Cut was finally released, again, general audiences were checking it out, you know, streaming it. Um, there's a fabrications about, oh, the first weekend, the numbers didn't do that great. The first one was a four hour film. So people got to mm-hmm. keep that in mind. <laughs> it's a four hour film. But then I had um, on my channel, I had Samba TV. They're an unofficial, you know, data uh, analyst site where they, you know, they track uh, uh, streaming numbers. And they said, oh, yeah, the first weekend was kind of like average. But then you take the whole month of numbers, they said, oh, Snyder Cut, like, did wonderful for HBO Max. And, you know, that really was uh, kind of outdid pretty much anything that came out around that time. So, I mean, people were watching the Snyder Cut. And so that would have been so easy. To, I mean, that's why I think the Luca and Abby was like, let's put Cabo at the end of the Flash. Let's do the Man of Steel, part two. And let's keep this well, going for at least one ride. Also, this Lord of the Rings is 3.5 hours long. So yeah, no you know how well those that. movies did. That's why I'm yeah. like, when they're like, well, they had to cut a half hour out because no one's going to see a three-hour film. They saw Lord of the Rings. 
And man, BVS would have easily did a billion um, if he had the true version in the theaters. It's still, easily. it's still got, it got close to a billion though. That, that's the funny part. People yep. act like it failed, and I'm like, in what, in what way that actually matters to the studios, really? Because I'm like, yeah. it it made close to a billion dollars. No, and then not counting the digital sales, the mm -hmm. Blu-rays, and everything after that. But you know what really failed was Shazam. I mean, if you want to talk about failure, so it's like. They would love to if 800 million is a failure, they would love to have 800 million for the flash right now. They would love uh, that. Sad <laughs> part saying. about the flash is that, in all likelihood, it should have made a billion dollars when you have like yeah. Keaton coming back as yeah. Batman. We, but it's just, I just don't know what happened. Oh, it's a combination of things. Um, you know, some people blame the Ezra Miller allegations, which Ezra Miller is now fully exonerated. Mm -hmm. Uh, People don't talk about it no more when the charges are dropped, right? Everyone wants to yeah. hump, you know, throw all this dark. That's not popular. It doesn't get you know, Yeah. You know, but yeah, Ezra never was grooming people. They never were doing any of these things. Uh, were they uh, a little weird when they got drunk? Yes, we got that on camera, right? But as far as, uh, so I think that was kind of a cloud over the film, the Ezra Miller. And I say this because when it was time to market the film, they couldn't use their star to market the film. Well, yeah, you didn't know. No one knew who the, as far as general audience. I'm talking about like you know our grandmas and aunties, mm -hmm. and they didn't know who the Flash was. So when the film comes out and Keaton's not in the first hour of it, it's not going to have that you know that the buzz they wanted it to have. So that's part of it. And then on top of that, it's just I think they overhyped it for some reason. I think it's a good film, but man, they laid it on a little bit too thick. I think so. It's not the best movie since the, the Dark Knight is what you're telling. <laughs> that's not the best. My favorite is all the memes showing when they said like Aquaman is the best movie since Dark Knight. So it's not yep. anything new that they've been doing yeah. this. The only yeah, one did, that, yeah. that 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 could be true about is Zack Snyder's Justice League, but that's just because it's Zack Snyder's Justice League. But uh, oh, and too mm. many. But by the time that we got to the actual mm. release, the amount of people who would have like dogpiled in to see the movie had they've seen it multiple times i mean it's people i talked to like on social media they saw it, like four times before the film came out you know and they saw mm -hmm. it all for free so i mean that's that was a weird strategy and i said hey either they're gonna look really brilliant when the film come out or look like idiots and, and i'm sorry that was a well, bad idea to, well, to do that <laughs> yeah now it's heavy asked do you think the the james gunn universe will succeed or fail uh it's all superman legacy so if if I'm gonna, you know, not to sidestep the question, do I think I think Superman Legacy is gonna be a success uh for them? So I think his DCU is gonna at least have a decent start. And uh we'll see what happens when they get like to the Batman films and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, here's another thing. Uh, the flash bombing made James Gunn look bad because he was hyping it up too. He was, but all Gunn has to do is say, Hey, it wasn't DCU. That's all he has to say. The the other the part that I do blame him for is before these movies come came out, he announces a reboot, which immediately tells the general audience that these movies aren't going to matter next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that didn't help. That didn't help. That's uh, as far as the multiple reasons why the Flash failed. We talk about the Ezra misconception, the free screenings, announcing a reboot that killed Shazam. Right, mm -hmm. that film just got slaughtered uh, and. Uh, the Flash, I think, took a big brunt. It was like, does this film even matter? You know? So I don't think that helped uh, general audience at all. No. And which is sad because I liked Shazam too. I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
again, I've enjoyed the flash. I, I admit there are some weaknesses of the movie, but the, 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 there are parts of it that I definitely like. But yeah, I'm like immediately it, it's like because I get that you should be able to go see a movie on its own and just ju mm -hmm. judge it for the merits on its own. When you're dealing with a shared universe and you, you're telling everything has to matter in some way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like with this film, I mean, I think the Batfleck stuff was great in the beginning. Uh, oh, yes. It's probably the best, the best Bruce Wayne that Ben's ever done uh, in the Flash film, and. Um, that scene was wonderful his last scene and then keaton was great as batman so it's like the film was kind of all over the place so to speak but i enjoyed it for what it was it just this is unfortunate it's just terrible timing uh, i also wish they hadn't moved the release date to make flash the last movie that it came out because then you could say it rebooted as opposed mm -hmm. to like saying why is why is aqua where's aquaman taking place yeah well james wan i guess is getting ahead of that i, I discovered this <laughs> On my channel, he said, "Yo, this is a standalone film." He's like, "Don't worry about nothing else, nothing else." DC, whatever Gun's gonna do in the future, Aquaman two is a Jason Momoa action film, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm sold." I, I think Aquaman two is gonna be decent. <laughs> yeah, I've heard r rumors that that it hasn't been testing well. Is there any like stuff behind that? So I talked to like three different groups. Uh, people that saw three different test screens for Aquaman 2 and it got somehow it got progressively worse each group I talked to like, <laughs> and so because at first it was like oh it's pretty decent you know this and that uh, and that's when they was going to put Batfleck at the end and then after that like progressively it just got like worse and worse reviews um, the comedy is going to be the real key so a lot of people that just hates laughing at DC films they're going to you know slaughter this film but I think the first Aquaman is so great internationally and in China. I think it's going to be kind of like, you know, bulletproof and, and it's going to make its money. And that's because it's got and Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, the women love Momoa. Yeah. He's going to shirt off the whole movie. I mean, right. yeah. that was the one time they have race bent a character and it actually improved the character. That <laughs> well, is Aquaman the needed to. Oh, yeah, yes. To do something different. It was kind of funny. They said when BBS came out, they were like 2016, the year Aquaman jokes finally died. Yeah, I mean, he made him, you know, a kick butt Aquaman, not, you know, fish jokes. Then James Gunn wants to go back to fish jokes. And then the Peacemaker, uh, which I get the idea of it, but see, uh, that's another reason why I am very much like cautiously neutral about Superman legacy because mm. it's James Gunn's writing and I don't want any of his infantile humor in the movie. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's a it's a chance, right? It's it's, it's James Gunn, mm -hmm. right? He's writing it, he's directing it, producing it. <laughs> His studio's putting it out. So yeah, but again, I do believe the fact that um there was a committee, mostly Zaza, uh, a part of the decision making to hire Corn Sweat. Mm -hmm. I think they're really going to be on, over his shoulder. But again, is that going to guarantee that's going to be studio meddling now? Now we're going to go back to that now. So we're back here, <laughs> yeah, hashtag like... full circle. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, do you want full on James Gunn or do you want a studio film? I don't know what I want. <laughs> I, I, honestly, either options could be very good or very bad. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, that's a man legacy everybody that's yeah, super man legacy. i am also hoping that they don't go with the trunks because i get the historical significance of the trunks on the comic book characters but when you look at it in modern context it just looks stupid 
Yeah, I, I do believe, I haven't been told this like for sure, for sure, but I do believe Gunn's going to do the trunks. I really do believe he's mm. going to do that. Um, and he, he was passing around that picture of uh, the old animated... Uh, yeah, the Max Fleischer. The Fleischer. Yeah, the Fleischer Superman with the, the, the black shield. I mean, it's a good chance. Again, there's nothing confirmed with that, but um, I think he's definitely doing the trunks, though. I, I don't think there's no way Gunn... Gunn's not going to pass the opportunity to do some trunks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, if this is like early Superman, he could always catch them later if someone mm-hmm. doesn't like it. So there, there is that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so... <laughs> Real quick, also, I wanted to ask you. So, what do you think of that Superman and Lois finale with Doomsday? Oh man, I love the show. I love Superman and Lois. I'm glad it's mm-hmm. getting the fourth season, abbreviated season. So, I think that's going to be it after four seasons. But this um, finale, the show is, is well written. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, man, they, in a sense, I guess it's out. So, I guess we could talk spoilers. I guess, right? So, yeah. I just feel a great cliffhanger. I do that. That was a great cliffhanger, but I felt they should have kind of cut it off a little earlier. Like when they thought Superman was dead. Yes. They should yes. have stopped right there. Right. And be like, oh man, because Jordan's like, I can't hear his heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And if it would have cut it off right there, I'm like, oh, they That's did the it. That's Superman, right? baby. But you know what I mean? <laughs> it would have been, I will say, after watching that. So glad it was confirmed to get a fourth season before this, because if yeah. if it got canceled oh. on that cliffhanger, oh, can you imagine God. how pissed off oh, people would be? God. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And you know what? Maybe just man, I, I gotta double check this. Maybe they filmed it that way just in case they tried not to re- uh, renew it. There's gonna be a man after that finale. They're like, oh, Superman Lois is done. It would have been just mass hysteria on social media. Like, no, you cannot let this in in a minimal fight with Doomsday, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to the next season. Great, yeah, great finale. And, uh, man, it's going to be one of the most watched DC shows when it comes back, I think, uh, season four. What do you think the odds are in season four they actually do a Death of Superman thing for at least a couple of episodes? Because it's Doomsday. I, I think they do have to lean into if you I mean come on you when you do Doomsday that's one thing with um not that I'm saying this is a bad thing for the show Smallville but they they tried to do Doomsday it was a little cheap right it's Smallville back they did in the Hulk day Hulk Doomsday it was like season eight I believe mm-hmm. and they should have did the death of Clark there is when you bring in Doomsday you gotta kill Superman right? yeah. It's, it's, that's a rule. It's an unwritten Zach knew rule. that. So it's <laughs> yeah, like... You know what I mean? And then you could do the whole return or whatever you want to do after that. But you bring Dooms, that means Superman has to die. And uh, yeah. so hopefully they, they do that episode one, season four, and Jordan takes over for, you know, a couple episodes or something. Then bring Cal up back because the son's going to, you know, make mm-hmm. sure he's revived and, and go out with a bang. I mean, it's like 10 episodes, well, I think, season four. They also have the four Supermen, kind of, because you got Jordan, who would be Superboy. You have Steel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I love you have Steel the erratic. I love Steel in that show. Jeez. Yeah. The, when they made you think he was Lex Luthor, and then all of a sudden he goes, you're not the man of Steel. I am. I yes. jumped from my chair. I was like, wait, what? So this is the thing, because with CW, it's a love-hate thing with me and CW. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I get, you know, representation and everything like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, I just hate when it becomes bigger than the actual story. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. they, when it was like, and again, this is a good uh, sign of good writing, the Superman Lois. We really thought that was Lex Luthor, but yeah. he just had his suit, right? Yeah. 
And uh, when you find out it was John Henry, I'm like, yes. It was like a standing applause. I was Thank like, yes. Because they're using the, a pre-existing character. I'm like, there's mm-hmm. plenty of awesome pre-existing, and he is one of them to put in. Oh, a, of all the ones to put in a Superman show, John Henry freaking irons. And honestly, yes. the suit looked pretty cool. I get that they can't do the whole mouth thing on the suit yeah. as well because it's a CW show. But still, I was like, okay, I, I, I appreciated that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was no problem with, uh, uh, you know, the, the way the suit is, is good for CW level. I think it looks good. I like they brought in his daughter, Natasha. For you comic readers out there, still works. Uh, mm-hmm. Natasha, that's a good, uh, you know, arc in the comic. And they got an ongoing thing, actually. She actually does suit up in the comics. But people are like, oh. And this is the thing. When people get mad, like, oh, stuff is woke and stuff. It's like, no, this is literally from the comics, buddy. Natasha gets a suit. In the comics. Yeah. And uh, the show is doing a good job with that. So, yeah. I do agree. A lot of stuff is labeled woke when it's not, mm-hmm. when it's just <laughs> it's the comics. We can have an argument if the comics are woke themselves, but that's, yeah. a, but that's a whole, whole other thing. But yeah. I will say it is nice to, to live in an era where Superman comics are good again because we had that mm-hmm. Bendis era where everything oh. kind of went down the toilet. Oh, I think I stopped reading Superman comics. Like, I just. Oh I just started buying, like, literally buying the Superman comics with the Joshua Williams um, number yeah. one issue. Yeah. And I, that's a great start. I still got to catch up more. But um, Yeah, me too. Yeah. That was uh, a bad run for Superman uh, comics. The sad part, <laughs> nothing the mistake they made was giving him both action and Superman. If they had given him only Superman or action, I think people w- 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 wouldn't have been as upset because then you have an escape. But it's like they give him total control of Superman. And I'm like, that's a bad idea. That is a it really bad, bad idea. Because yeah. yeah, he works best if he's like doing it. a street little character. That's the thing. That's why he did like Spider-Man. Or I've heard his Batman story he did mm-hmm. when he and Tom King flipped. Um, is actually pretty nah. decent. Yeah. Uh, Tom King kind of lost me a little bit with Batman. I Again, a love-hate thing with Tom King. I think he did some wonderful stuff at times, Tom King. Uh, like Miracle, or Mr. Miracle, I, I believe, yes. one of his best ones. Um, but half of his Batman run, the whole wedding to Catwoman, that didn't happen. And I understand it didn't, didn't, it should not happen. Bruce should not end up married. It's just, uh, I got a well, lot of issues with the Tom The King first run. half, here's the thing about that it's, run. It's the good. first half yeah. is good. The half after the wedding where it goes downhill real fast. Yes, yes. It really it really went downhill. And I'm surprised I felt that way because that's when he did the whole City of Bane. I thought I would love that run, that yeah. arc and that story. But he made Damien kind of stupid and useless. And Bruce was like not acting like Bruce. It just, and again, uh, maybe let me preface this. It's because this came after the Scott Snyder run, the Court of Owls, yeah, and everything like that, right? And I think it just wasn't fair for Tom King to follow Scott Snyder's probably best, you know, one of the best Batman runs ever. What Scott Wait, Snyder did. It's funny on that Scott Snyder. You're, you're like, okay, so it's a new Batman run. Starts with the Court of Owls and literally creates one of the most iconic stories of all time. By the way, I still think the Court of Owls are going to be the villain in the Batman three. That will be wonderful. I think they were trying to kind of seed that Matt Reeves. Yeah. Was with the owl right in the card i was like please do it this is perfect for the court of owls that world that reeves built they also kind of built in hush yeah yeah though i think it was a bait and switch because of the riddler i think right well what i mean is that 
when he's when uh, when Batman and Gordon go to the what is it? It was like a an orphanage, and then the, mm-hmm. they're playing the Wayne thing, and then the the riddles revealing all the Wayne's dirty work. You see like a journalist named uh, named uh, <laughs> named Elliot, and the words "hush" flash on the screen. Yeah, I don't because again, it's like I don't know if it was like more of just a reference thing, like an Easter egg in it. Because Matt Reeves knows comics too, or at least he knows people that knows comics. Yeah, um, yeah. and so so he was putting those references like the long Halloween, he was referencing that the entire film, right? The, the long Halloween storyline. So I I don't think we're getting hush. I thought we would get that the first film, but mm-hmm. Court of Owls, like, please do Court that, of Owls. That, that, if, if ever there's a villain, there's a group of villains that is set up by this universe, it's the Court of Owls. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Again, just the aesthetic of that world, perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Brown Destroyer says, I- I'm going to say again, New 52 Superman was the, was the best Superman arc I've ever read in DC Comics, but then they started the truth storyline. Yeah, New 52 Superman was dope because it was basically Man of Steel. And then stuff happened it's yeah. it's uh they put him on a motorcycle going across the, the thing he's like fighting with his girlfriend and i'm like have you read superman <laughs> that guy i think it was an action comics run i think that's what yeah. we're talking about right uh it, yeah it was a weird turn new 52 weird i kind of left off superman at that period too after a while until a convergence and then they brought back the daddy superman they brought in daddy they superman <laughs> which Papa Superman Lois is doing a great job, yeah, with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm re- I'm real hit or miss with Superman. I take like a year off and then then I go back to it. The so. problem with the new 52 is it was marketed as a reboot, but then they didn't reboot everything. Like they kept yeah. Batman and Green Lantern, which I'm which I'm glad they kept Green Lantern at least because I love that Jeff Johns Green Lantern run, which is basically DC's yeah. version of Star Wars. Probably his best. Yeah, yeah. it it is that and Justice League are my two. F- favorite books he ever did mm. which I, but i'm just like okay if it's a reboot you have to reboot everything there was not a good idea like and this is after flashpoint right if people mm-hmm. don't realize the time period you know flashpoint and then like you said they were going to start it and this is the thing that upset me after flashpoint then you had the return of bruce wayne going on at the same time yeah um because you know he was lost after dark side supposedly killed him um by the way, another time, time <laughs> another time batman killed with a gun that is true and then uh at that time dick grayson took on the mantle which was a lot of people's dream at that time he was batman he was training damien as a robin that was an awesome run that's awesome yeah they, they was in a gotham pd gotham central had a comic going on at that time where they were working with montoya a little bit batman mm-hmm. so dick grayson batman then you reboot but really you don't reboot it's like I felt like we was robbed of like a true Dick Grayson Batman run. That would have been cool to see that. And it's also speaking of Batman, he's been Batman for five years, but he has five Robins. And what? Yeah, five, and the Bane thing happened, so his back was broke. He's been through all this stuff in what five the, years, bro. At this point, you just give up if all this happens in such a short time period. <laughs> That's what it was like. Okay. Let's bring in Doctor Manhattan. We don't know what we're doing. Wait, they uh, also told me that Blackest Night happened when there's, when like a lot of the characters that are heavily important for Blackest Night don't exist in this universe yet. Oh so I'm like, goodness, wait a man. second here. Yeah, they they really dropped the ball explaining the whole reboot. They they should have. DC has a problem where they're afraid to commit. You know, they should have just did like uh keep the golden run, like keep all the old Batman stories and keep that line going. 
and then just reboot and do a new line. Just do both. That's why mm-hmm. I, I feel you got 10 Batman comics a month already. So you could you could keep the classic Batman. You could do your new reboot Batman. And I, I you know, or, I just think that's an idea. Here's what they should have done. Make the new 52 DC's version of the ultimate universe for Marvel. That's it. And, Mar- and Marvel nailed it with that. I don't know how they went wrong after that. <laughs> because the ultimate run, you knew it was something separate, right? And you got the Miles Morales, Peter dies in that ultimate universe. And it worked, right? You still had regular Spider-Man and yeah. A hundred percent because the people, because then you say, okay, so if I like this more grounded DC universe, Mm -hmm. I can go read this. If I want the the, the more classic DC, I can read this. You're you're catering to your audience, in other words. I I I figure that's an easy concept, but I don't. <laughs> it's kind of funny. That was my, my thing. If they brought back the Snyderverse, I would have them do everything because then they could tell Marvel, "Yeah, you're doing the uh, the multiverse. We have two universes going at the same time. What have you got?" Exactly. I'm just saying. And and Marvel, they're running. They're kind of hitting their head against the wall because they're like, after Endgame, after the Infinity Saga, they're kind of painted in the corner. You know, Marvel is they gonna have to reboot after Secret Wars. They they no, can't like, keep this going. Plus, here, here's the problem with that their main bad guy Kang he got beaten by Ant Man. Not a good look, right? Uh, I know people say, oh yeah, his suit got damaged, his technology, yeah, but still, he got beat by he, he lost <laughs> <laughs> by by ants exactly. So if this guy's supposed to be your next Thanos, um, uh, what? Thanos soloed the entire Avengers roster in Infinity War. That ain't Kang. I'm just saying they should really course correct, bring Doctor Doom. Like stop. Yes, playing, exactly. Right? Just do Doctor Doom. Because uh, <laughs> according Kang. to the release timeline, if this still stays, Fantastic Four comes out before Secret Wars or like Kang, Kang mm. Dynasty. Which I think they'll change that name. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not sure of the allegations with Jonathan. That's a whole nother story with Jonathan yeah. Majors, but. I just don't think Kang should be your big baddie. I, I just don't think he should. Doom know? should because Doom has gone against the entire Marvel Universe many times in the comics. God Emperor Doom. That's all they yeah. got to do. Secret Plus Wars. what they could do just to, to clean up the whole Council of Kang, just have Doom show up and kill everyone there. Yeah. It would work story-wise. Uh, and that will set the precedence. Like, okay, this is the big bad. <laughs> he murdered all these Kangs. And then you can do Secret Wars, but actually do it like the Hickman series when they actually technically... <sighs> Well, kind of rebooted Marvel and just have a God King mm-hmm. Emperor Doom. There you go. Exactly. That that have finished it all. And I think didn't he like uh destroy Thanos with one hand too anyway? I think so, or something like I think that. God Emperor Doom did it. Yeah. So he, I'm just he did some he, he, he Doom is not to be trifled with. That's exactly, and can exactly. we get actual Hulk back instead of like scientist Hulk? I don't know what they're doing with that. Man, that was one I... of the things the end game, and I'll just say this like Infinity War is probably my favorite Marvel film. Fat Winter Soldier. Um, yes, you have excellent Endgame taste, was, my friend. Endgame was such a letdown. As soon as you saw Professor Hawk, I was like, I'm checked out of this movie already. Uh, I was pancakes just, and stuff. I'm like, what's going on, bro? He, he he's handing Ant Man a taco. It's just like <laughs> we went from we went from Hulk smashing Abomination's face into the pavement to this time travel. I'm just like, and even in She-Hulk, it gets worse. He's wearing a hoodie. Oh. He's building a bar. And I'm like, this is not Hulk. This, this isn't Hulk, bro. I want I him want to Hulk. Sma- I'm is telling that, you. We just want him to smash. What That's they it. could do, World War Hulk, baby. 
they could, but do we trust these people? <laughs> like, no. I know, no. I was in a perfect world, what I would have them do if they wanted to go away from the, 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 their new Avengers team and go back to the classic people, just have Hulk go savage and kill everyone. They could have set it up perfectly, too, with the Planet Hulk, you know, supposedly in Ragnarok. Uh, set that up. They're trying to do his son now, Sakaar. But it's, just, it's all out of sequence now. Scar just Hulk, looks so weenie in that scene goodness, where he bro. shows up with the man bun. I'm just like, what the it's heck a, is going It's a missed opportunity because they literally they could have did World War Hawk. They could have done it already. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you got to share some money with Universal, but just do it. Just do it, man. And, and by the way, Brown Destroyer brings up the Earth One series of graphic novels were technically the ultimate, but the problem with that is that they never established that those take place in the same universe. They, they, they were mainly just yeah. one-off books. So th that was the problem, and Marvel te technically destroyed their ultimate universe, but they're bringing it back. I'm late, but I made it. What's up, Real Talk? Uh, yeah, Endgame was pretty good, but <laughs> well, you, you can blame the rights issues. Well, yeah, to a yeah. certain they degree, yeah, but I'm hoping that now that a court, there are rumors that the rights have reverted back to Marvel. So maybe we can get an actual Hulk movie. Yeah. It's no definitive answer with that. I know people was running mm -hmm. with a story a couple weeks ago um, because I think, um, and was it something went back to Disney plus. I forget how they explained it, but the point um, it's not hundred percent confirmed yet that they got the rights mm -hmm. reverted back. But um, even if it's not, I think they should just they don't want to share any money. That's the problem. They could do a film, but Universal has the distribution rights, I believe. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to lose any money with that. And I'm like, yo, bro, just just do the movie, man. Share Brown the money. Destroyer asked, the biggest question is, do you think the superhero films have peaked as a genre? I'm sure there will always be a few superhero films a year. But do you think they're still popular enough for a universe? Oh, for sure. For sure. People got to remember. The, the conversation of superhero fatigue has been around since Christopher Reeve's Superman. Yeah. After Superman 3, that was the dialogue. Now, I was young then, but just catching up on history, um, they was like, oh, maybe superhero films aren't, you know, it's fatigue, right? And then you see what happened with the 2000 X-Men, the Raimi Spider-Man. Iron uh, Man. You know, then, then Marvel Studios, yeah, MCU came up. So I, I don't think it's superhero fatigue at all. People were saying that this year, and then Guardians three, like made nearly nine hundred million dollars. I mean, across the Spider Verse, is a great film. It's making money, so I think it's it's, it's a bad movie fatigue. Is all it is. Yeah, <laughs> and James Gunn actually addressed it, and he said it's really just people don't want to see the same story over and over again. Which, to to a certain mm -hmm. degree, I yeah, he this is the one time where I think I'm like <laughs> I totally agree with you on that. So <laughs> it, it's. It's, I think that with the right universe, i.e. a universe that starts with an S, I think that it could, it could go – because it's kind of funny. You have people that are non-comic book fans showing up and going, mm -hmm. yeah, these movies are dope. And what's kind of funny on YouTube, I don't know if you noticed this, whenever you see like we're reacting to the Snyder Cut, the number one question as soon as they finish is, can we get more of this? Exactly. I, I think with Marvel – and they're starting to kind of adjust now with these. Well, I know they're using the writer strike to say we're pushing sure stuff back and, and changing the schedule. No, they're reducing their films per year. And that's smart because mm -hmm. you don't need four Marvel films a year and three series. That's you're diluting the product, right? You're you don't need uh, Ant-Man four. You it's probably becoming homework at this point. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Just do big event films 
And if you have to introduce, if you have to do like a World War Hulk, yeah, you should slot that in there somewhere. That's an event film. But you don't need Guardians 4. You don't need no. to keep all these other stuff going like that. And I think they're starting to learn their lesson. They're like, Marvel's, do we need Captain Marvel 3 after this? No. Probably no. <laughs> we never needed a Captain Marvel 1 to begin with, but, <laughs> but that's another conversation. So I think the fatigue with Marvel is just that, bro, like people are, when it first started with Iron Man, you had to watch everything, right? You had to watch Thor. You had to watch Captain America, First Avenger, right? Mm-hmm. It all made sense then. And then Avengers comes out. But then after that, it got a little weird to me, actually, with Marvel, where it's diluting the brand, right? And so I think they learned their lesson, though. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see but I said this when the merger was happening because I said that, okay, so they if ever there was a time to bring the Snyderverse back, it's when Marvel is weak. Because you see, everyone's starting to doubt the MCU formula. And then it's like you have something that is different <laughs> from the MCU, in fact, mm-hmm. people have bashed it because it's not the MCU. And I'm like, first yeah. off, it's not, it's not, it's not a, I love that. My other criticism is that it's uh, my favorite criticism of the Snyderverse is that it's not like a Marvel movie. Do you see Marvel in the titles? <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying with, uh, yeah, with, with DC and, you know, if he was going to do like the Cavill Man of Steel 2, like they would have been filming that right now. Right. And it would have been ready to go against Captain America for, next year and uh you would have wonder woman 3 ready so even though marvel like took like a they had like a bad year a bad mm-hmm. stretch like you said snyderverse could have been right there and took advantage of this because are people really that confident in you know thunderbolts you know and uh i think i'm, I, I'm gonna check it out but i'm just saying these films these aren't cool. foolproof films because no. everyone wants sam wilson captain america i don't think everyone really wants that I'm just saying. I would have preferred if they gave the shield to Bucky because that's the way it was yeah. in the comics. I like the way they handled the whole Sam Wilson thing because I personally enjoyed Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I get why they did it, but it's the, the film itself, like uh, Winter Soldier, like uh, we referenced yeah. that earlier. It was literally setting up, it was foreshadowing Bucky taking over when yeah. he caught the shield. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, and he kind of held it too. I was like, oh, that's, I was like, okay, foreshadowing. Even in Captain America yeah. Civil War, when they're fighting Iron Man, they're both bouncing the shield back and forth. I'm like, yep, yep. I'm, he should have took over. If he was going to, you know, kill all, or, you know, whatever he's going to do with uh, Steve Rogers, just have Bucky take over. Yeah. Sam Wilson, people like him as Falcon better anyway, I think. <laughs> well, yeah. And plus, here's the thing the way they did in the comics is that that was a redemption story for Bucky. Exactly. And you could have done that with this yep which yep. literally i'm like okay this opportunity yeah it's another a, missed opportunity well, marvel is a lot of opportunities like the she hulk show should have been amazing yeah that's the show i really didn't finish that show i i i don't think i mm-hmm. finished the finale after i i stuck in there with that show because the hopes of seeing daredevil right i kept teasing daredevil as soon as daredevil showed up i just stopped watching the show mm. So. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That broke yeah. me. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> it, that show had bad CGI, and again, hammering in the the nice kind Hulk, the nice mm. kind Hulk, and I'm like, I hate this. And then Daniel Martin asked, do, do you think that the studios are driving the multiverse concept into the ground, or do you feel like there's much more to explore if done correctly? Yeah, what do you I think? mean. 
I mean, it's the multiverse saga with Marvel, so they're not going to let yeah. this uh, multiverse stuff die. Loki season two is going to dive into it more. Uh, DC, DC, I, I could say, to, yeah, to, yeah, DC, I could see t- taking a break. Yeah, I think after the Flash, I think there's mm-hmm. no way Gunn's going to even remotely hint at time travel or anything. He's going to be like, let's just go forward. That didn't happen. So, but Marvel, it's a multiverse saga, so it's going to be more timelines and all that. Uh, not to, uh, this is not a spoiler, but I'm just gonna make a kind of hint towards the Marvel's film is gonna kind of talk about space and time uh, continuum. So they're not oh, resting off of this multiverse stuff. Uh, Marvel's all in on it. My dad, when we were w- walking out of the Flash, he's like, "Can they just stop with all these alties and all that?" And I'm like, "You, you, uh, it, it's so cute how you're so innocent because as, as a comic book fan, that's all I deal with." Oh man, I tell you, man. Yeah, I mean, like I said, multiverse. It sounded cool a couple years ago, uh, but yeah, I don't think we need it like every other film. I I'd probably take a break. Uh, or it's like that. it was hilarious when uh, Warner Brothers when they uh, a Bash Snyder cut. We found out that there was supposed to be a John Stewart scene, and then they like we took that out because it was going to conflict with our Green Lantern movie. But you already told me this takes place on an alternate timeline. How is it going to conflict with with this? It's like that. It, it the one. Whenever the, whenever Ann Sarnoff said multiverse, what always came to my mind is that scene from The Prince's Bride when he goes, you keep saying that word. I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> exactly. That was me. I mean, that goodness. was me. And this is going to be truly multiverse. Yeah, mm-hmm. You should do the John Stewart. You should have let Zach, you know, do that scene with Green Lantern. Yeah. The multiverse has always been DC's thing. It would be a shame if they don't do a lot more with it. Well, the, the easy way to do the multiverse, bring back Zack Snyder. That's literally yeah. all you have to, or just license it and said that's on earth something. And mm-hmm. what they keep and do when the DC logo comes on to begin the movie, the, the word Elseworlds shows up. Yeah. yeah. There you I mean, go. There's a lot of that's ways. It. There's a lot of ways they could do it. I only say DC is going to back up from it. Cause I agree. Yes. I'm again, I'm a hardcore DC fan. Yeah. DC multiverse is my thing. I think in the Flash film, it literally showed you visibly uh, in the comics the DC multiverse is set up with spheres. Yeah, the Flash literally shows you that. Mm-hmm. So I'm geeking out in the movie in the Flash. I'm like, yo, this is the DC multiverse. It's like Earth. Yeah, yeah, you got the Christopher Reeve sphere. You know, you got a uh, you know uh, Adam Cage. West, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> that was, that threw me for a all, loop, dude. All different worlds, right? So. I, DC should be the, the the franchise to do it. It's just after the Flash film, they have to kind of distance themselves from yeah. what just happened. For right so I now. think it's going to be a while before that. Yeah. I will say, the Spider-Verse m- movies di- did a great job with the multiverse, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, um, man, I love this new film, Across the Spider-Verse. I, yeah, no one's doing it better than uh, Sony right now as far as animated uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Nick Cage Earth was was oh, not so he's fighting the he's fighting the spider. spider I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes. I know Kevin Smith probably like passed out when he finally saw that because that was in his version of the script for mm-hmm. Superman Lives, yeah. uh, the Nicolas Cage film. And uh yeah, that's crazy. Speaking <laughs> of uh of of Kevin Smith, and then we'll wrap up. What do you th- think of the whole uh, Schumacher cut thing w- 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 with Kevin Smith? Because I think that's happening. Because why else would Warner Brothers give him the cut? He was very clear on that. That was that was interesting, right? Um, shout out to the uh, RT Schumacher cut account. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, I try to support anytime they try to trend that. Um, that was a nice surprise that Kevin Smith had a copy. 
and then he's screening it. <laughs> like he's yeah. screening, he screened it already. What last, a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. he's gonna screen it again in August. I think those tickets sold out so quick. I was gonna actually try to go to Jersey. To, I was literally gonna try to mm-hmm. go to see it. Um, it's gotta be something happening, right? That's all I can like imagine. I did ask around with people. I was like, man, if Kevin Smith got a, a copy and he's like publicly showing it now, he's he's not charging mm-hmm. to see the film. He's not allowed to charge people. Um, there's got to be something happening, right? I don't got a definitive answer yet with that. It's just, it's more just like, man, it's got to be something going on, but right? You know, so we got to follow that. Warner Brothers had to author, had to have authorized him to screen it and not because they gave it to him. So I'm like, why mm. would you give it to him if you don't expect anything to happen? It's like even with the air cut, because with this whole writer strike thing, they could easily use this as a delaying tactic and just mm-hmm. release these movies and say, yeah. here, have some content. Exactly. Release all, all the director's cuts. Hey, do, do we have do we have that emerald cut people won't will, will, will shut up about? Release that. <laughs> right. Release all like all the stuff you're sitting on or license it out. Whatever you do, you know, throw the stuff on Netflix. I'm all for it, man. It's or hell, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden Warner leaks the Batgirl movie. Oh, yeah. Someone has to have that on a thumb drive. I don't know if you caught this the other day. Um, some people put out, someone put out some leaked, never seen photos. Yeah, I saw of that. Of Batgirl. And one picture actually showed, they took the picture of them watching it on a laptop. So this film is on a thumb drive somewhere, y'all. This Batgirl film. Is out there somewhere. I think it's gonna leak. I really do. I swear. And by the way, Tavia, they can't release that that animated series because they didn't film it. It wasn't like yeah. because what we're talking about. This is the whole idea about how these things are done or very close to being done in the case of the Ayer cut. Because if they were. Le- mm-hmm. It would be hilarious if they released the air cut and everyone's like, okay, never let Warner Brothers interfere with anything again. Because I get the feeling the air cut's going to be way better than the Suicide Squad. Which still, I enjoyed the theatrical cut of Suicide Squad for what it was. Mm-hmm. But from what David Ayer said, first off, it has more Ben Affleck Batman in it. Which I'm like, oh, yeah. you can never have too much Ben Affleck Batman in it. But it actually has the proper amount of Joker. No, That's important. You, um... I talked to one of the guys that, you know, Ayer showed the cut to a few people. And I talked to one person, Will Rollins. He's on Twitter. Uh, he saw the Ayer cut. He detailed the differences and everything. And uh, th- this film needs to be seen. The Ayer cut needs to be seen. Now, James Gunn confirmed that he's not doing another Suicide Squad film for his mm-hmm. DCU. So the brand is just out there. Throw the Ayer cut, you know, again, stream it, throw it on Netflix, whatever. There you go. Uh, there's no reason not for us not to see this film. All these director's cuts are on a thumb drive in a bathroom. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. It's going to leak somehow. <laughs> yeah. But, and what they could do, uh, because actually, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't also Steppenwolf supposed to show up at the end of that for the final battle? That's a rumor, but according to, you know, Will saw the cut. There's no Steppenwolf, no uh, okay. reference to Steppenwolf. I think that was uh, some. Some super shenanigans uh, uh, with the Steppenwolf fire. <laughs> because I, I heard that the reason why Enchantress goes evil is because she was under control mm. of a, of a, um, a mother box. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the the rumor out there. I'll say. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I got it. But from what I have seen, the limited amount I have seen, it looks like it's a way better movie. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, it's like. 
you know the 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 studio squad as i call the <laughs> the, the theatrical thing. um the first half hour is actually great the introductions are great you're thinking you're going to a great movie and then it all goes to crap after that right so uh according to will you kind of get more of that first half hour you know oh, yeah. for another hour or so you know so even the behind the scenes book for the movie they show there's so much out of this movie that was cut out and i'm like oh my you have all of this just waiting. And I'm sure David Ayer would love to come back and complete his movie. Damn, That's the man. thing. He, yeah. He's been, he was active on Twitter for a little while. He's kind of gotten quiet now, but um, I'm just like, bro, like they should be released. And that should have, this should have already been released. That's the crazy thing. As soon as the Snyder cut came up, because someone asked Sarnoff about that too. As soon as the Snyder cut came out, they should have been like, okay, just release it. It's like, why not? It would have been money, especially around that time. When we was all hyped for HBO Max, throw that air cut out, man. Like, what's, what's I'm telling on? you, let James Gunn be the theatrical DC, and then let Snyder be be the streaming DC. That's all you need. There you go. I'm all for that. And then Amazon has the the animated Cape Crusader, the Bruce Tim animated mm-hmm. series. So I mean, I'm just saying DC could be everywhere, man. I mean, multiverse supposed to be a thing. And even Zaslav said he, he, yeah, everything's for sale because it just exposes more people to the DC. Even Gunn said, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're willing to license out. So there's literally no reason mm-hmm. not to. And the funny part is that I know Gunn said Zach, ha- Zach hasn't shown any interest. Did you ask him? Well, um, actually, I, I went to full circle and we all asked Zach, are you still interested in DC? And he said, and yeah, Zach of said course. Yes. That's yeah. that's what I know that that like I'm like you didn't even ask him did you? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm telling you. And even Chris Terrio said his writer said that he's interested as well too. So if given the opportunity, they would do more DC. So we could kill we could just kill that that talk. People saying Zach's done. Zach yeah. said at full circle that he was still doing. It, it, you know, it's kind of funny. The, yeah, there are a lot of people who thought that, who said that, oh, he's going to announce his, um, he's leaving DC. And I'm like, if he's doing it, he is doing a piss poor job of telling people he's done. Because I'm like, this is I the complete that opposite. That was crazy. Before Full Circle, I heard that too, that this was Zach saying goodbye. And I actually tweeted that, man, I, I think Zach's going to, you know, kind of give us an indication at Full Circle. And I was in a message group, and actually Jared is you happen to be in that message mm-hmm. group. And that's when I told you, I said, Zach's done with Warner, but I'll never see the Snyderverse coming to Warner's. When we get the full circle, it got a little clear. Zach, yeah, he has a good relationship with DeLuca and Abdi, but no, they're not gonna restore the Snyderverse. They're just not. So it's about sell or nothing. That's what I walk away from full circle. Everyone that was in the building, we was actually encouraged that Zach and Terrio was saying they would do more. You know what I mean? So Particularly when Terrio starts bringing up, yeah, we're going to see some politics for like Apocalypse. We're going to see the female mm-hmm. Furies. And as a hardcore DC fan, I'm like, please, please. Bring it. I will do whatever it, is necessary. Because I remember that that, uh, that Superman Batman Apocalypse animated movie. We need yeah. live action female Furies, please. That film, that animated film, I think that was Don't. during lockdown too, I think, right? No, I the, needed, that was a, before lockdown, right before, I think. Yeah. I needed that, though, as a DC fan. I was like, yeah, this is because this is something Zach would have done right here. This animated film. Oh, <laughs> totally. I'm telling you, if Zach did a Trinity movie, I guarantee you it would have been that movie right there. Oh, man. If people haven't seen that yet, uh, JL, uh, was it JL Dark Apocalypse? No, 
well th that one was uh was it, it came out during lockdown but i'm talking about the one that, that was superman batman apocalypse oh you're talking about yeah with the the uh, the theories yeah, yeah yeah bro bro no that was dope too yeah big barda and everyone in there yeah wonder woman was fighting them as well that yeah that's something can you, see imagine, that. can you imagine batfleck intimidating dark side oh my goodness man like that I'm just saying it's so it's all many. right there. That's the thing. So that, that's the thing about Warner Brothers. They keep looking to quote director Krennic from Rogue One. We're on the verge of greatness. <laughs> it's so much. It, it, this it, and this is the thing. And this is the weird thing. Like obviously, me and you want the Snyderverse. Yeah. But we're DC fans, you know, in all mediums. Yeah. So Gunn, he may get some talented people to make some of these films. It's gonna be a lot of. I'm hearing a lot of like just interesting ideas for the future Nothing. of dcu you see what i'm saying so it's like there's there's a lot of possibilities still even if it's not snyderverse hopefully that's sold you know third party but even under warners gun could do some interesting stuff if he gets the right people in there plus he could bring zach in to do other projects it could be a green lantern project i think and then um because judging from what i've seen with rebel moon Zach would do a fantastic job with Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. But oh, uh, man. one last question. Uh, yep. What's the biggest scoop still has on DC going forward? <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, right now, again, with DCU, you know, James Gunn, it's all on Superman Legacy. But mm -hmm. let's just imagine Superman Legacy does well and they continue. Uh, I, I have been hearing a lot of uh, good stuff with the Flash franchise. The gun, and this could be chapter two stuff. Who knows? He changes his mind, right, every week. But uh, the rumor out there about the rogues, all the Flash mm -hmm. rogues, like Captain Cold and Captain Boomerang, Mirror Master, those ideas, those all seem to be true ideas. And uh, gun could potentially do multiple Flash uh, iterations, meaning maybe we get Wally, maybe Bart Allen. Are we going to go to the future? I don't know yet which Flash he's going to use, but if you are a fan of Flash, a gun may have you back, whether you like it or not. I don't know. So uh, this is still way too early to be confident with that story, but uh, it's all depending on Superman Legacy. So we'll see what happens. What do you think of Gal staying on as Wonder Woman? I've, I've been told Gal was done before even Cavill bowed out. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to kind of stick with what I was hearing. Yeah, because even like even she said, yeah, it's being it's being worked on behind the scenes. So it's a contract thing. Um, mm -hmm. Gal Gadot's production company, uh, Pilot Wave, she owns a production company. They were going to produce Wonder Woman three along with other people. When they pulled Wonder Woman three, Gal Gadot's production team still is owed a film. So mm -hmm. I do believe when Gunn does a Wonder Woman, probably the Paradise Lost project, I don't know. Um, Gal may produce it, but I don't believe she's going to suit up as Wonder Woman ever again. Okay, okay. Well, then e even more reason to restore the Snyderverse or like sell it, <laughs> however the hell that works. We can get more. And then a Central City Rogues movie would be like Heat, but with street level supervillains. That would be dope as hell. Yeah, Rogues Project is that, that seems to be true. They uh, Gun is planning on that. Yeah. So on that note, we'll uh, we'll wrap up here. Still, uh, thank yes. you for coming on the show. You are always welcome. I mean that sincerely. 
Where can where can everyone find you, and what have you got coming out on the channel? Yeah, so the Sit Up Build Network. I kind of expanded my uh, content on my channel, so I do live streams. I also do uh, uploads as well. I cover DC whether it's good or bad. Uh, I try to give my honest opinion on stuff. Um, and also, I always like to say I talk about the business behind it as well, too. So I covered the merger. That was a big story. And now the next big story as far as business-wise is Warner's – is uh, Comcast is going to try to buy Warner's next spring. So I cover stuff like that as well, too. And other CBM news as well. But, yeah, yeah I'm just going to warn people. I'm, I'm hardcore DC. I may oh, not talk yeah. about your Marvel's film that much. I'm just saying. Well, it's because DC is – better than marvel we know this you're just you're just covering quality content <laughs> that's just the way it works but, i like it but uh stay heroic everyone and i will see you in the very next episode on the two capes see ya